Hello. Oh, hello. How's it going? You want some of this hot sauce? No, I don't. I'm watching oh. Dave face oh. many bottles of hot sauce. Yeah. And you know what, listeners? I blame you for not <laughs> taking up uh, taking us up on our offer to get you some little bottles of hot sauce. Because if you did, they wouldn't be here and he wouldn't be weirdly drinking them for yeah. some reason. Yeah, it just felt like it. They've just been sitting here for so long. Mm. Yeah, the response is not to drink them. Dog likes it, too. The dog does like hot sauce. Mm. Oh, my God. It just went right to my nose. Yeah, that's what you get. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're back. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, like a really long time for the yeah. show. It feels weird doing this Well, because it's been so long. Last week, I was out of town, so that you're was in, kind of inevitable. You were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was in the Wisconsin area. In the state, in this, in that state, actually, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, it was cool. It's always nice. I love Wisconsin. I told the, I told some ladies at the shut up phone. I told some ladies at the uh, rent a car uh, booth that uh, I think Miss or Miss (laughs) Miss Swanson, Miss Swanson. I think Wisconsin is a special place. I really do. I think it's a special, a special place. (laughs) You just hit the dog in the head with a can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> he, uh, Boink. <laughs> to lower my hand that was holding a can of pop, and I was going to put it on the table, but he put his face directly in the way of that, yeah. and I smacked it. What a weird dog. And made an audible sound. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. This is a horrible way to start. <laughs> it's weird. Firing on all cylinders. So anyway, I was in Wisconsin. It was nice, uh, but now we're back. You got some uh, new Glarus. Got some new Glarus. My bag home was packed to capacity, trying to fit uh, the little bit of new Glarus that I picked up in there. Yeah, um, but it's absolutely worth it as always. Um, got a couple of bottles of Wisconsin Belgian Red. Uh-huh. Which we just had one of over dinner, and it was super delicious. Um, I really wish Wisconsin was closer. I wish we were closer to that state. Yeah, I would. I would. I would Me too. I would get that all the time. Yeah, it's disappointing to not be able to get something that's like really, really, really good. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think, and you saw some things that I think proves the point. I think New Glarus as a brewery and the fact that you can only get it in Wisconsin mm-hmm. does amazing things for Wisconsin's economy and tourism. <laughs> well, okay, I think I told you this, but they had some in the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually, they sell mm-hmm. New Glarus in the airport. It's mostly Spotted Cow, which is their, like, regular brown yeah, ale. Yeah, standard. Yeah. Um, and it's it's twice as expensive as it is in grocery stores. And I would have even taken them up on it. Except that they didn't start selling it until 6 a.m. Reasonably. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that I can't buy a 12-pack at 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) I guess. Um, (sighs) It's good beer, anyone who can get their hands on it Mm -hmm. and wants to try it. It's really, really good beer, and it's worth the trip to Wisconsin. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just... Distance-wise, a little tough to yeah. swing, but... I mean, realistically, I could make it to that brewery in about nine and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that same time back. I could do that one weekend, just make a trip. 
It's not worth it, though. Is it not worth it? <laughs> I think it might be worth it. I don't know. Is it not, though? Because I mean, it's Duclaris we're talking about. Okay. All right. Well, I'll think about it. Um. So we've been busy, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Yep, keeping busy. Um, I think the last time we did a podcast, we talked about how we were going to be starting a band. Oh yeah, we have started a band. <laughs> was it that long ago? Yeah, it must three have weeks. Yeah, we've right. Only been practicing for about as long. So. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think this will be our fourth practice. The third yeah. one you'll be at because you missed last right, one. You're in Wisconsin. Week, yeah. Um, it's been really fun. I'm learning the bass as I said that I was planning yeah. to do, and uh, it's been like dog. Shut up. <laughs> He's squeaking. Dog, dog. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Okay, let's just say it's been driving me insane all day. It's been. Uh, playing the bass has been not as hard as I thought it was going to be. It's still a learning process, but I'm trying not to put pressure on myself and just enjoying it. Yeah, right. I haven't been practicing as much as I want to on my own, but it's still been really fun. There's no reason to make it anything more than just something you do when you want to. Like, you know... Yeah, well, what I'm saying is I want to be practicing more. I've just... Always have other things filling my time too. But. Right. My my point is just like it's not like we're gearing up for the battle of the bands. Like right. this, is, this is something we do like at our leisure. Right. My coworker was asking <clears throat> when we're gonna record something and when she could hear it and when she will be able to say, "Oh, I knew them when." And I was like, "Well, probably never on that last one, yeah, but." Right. Uh, probably not for a while on the other ones because yeah. we're, you know, we're just playing around and seeing what works, but it's been it's really fun. fun. Um, a couple weeks ago, I just had a shit day and I was in a really bad mood and just almost felt like I wanted to cancel band practice, but was like, no, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And we had a really good practice and I think everyone left our basement afterwards feeling 10 times better than we started. Yeah, I think so. And it was just really fun. I yeah. think that was a second practice and it started to click a little more and it was nice. Yeah, I think that's right. Last practice was good, even though you weren't there. Yeah. Um, it turned out that Dan and I, who are already very similar people and often make the same bad jokes at the same time. Mm -hmm. Hi, Dan. Um, We each had written, like, parts of a song and hadn't shared them with the group yet. I think Mm -hmm. Dan might have shared his, but I hadn't shared mine. And then we came to practice, and we were each, like, playing our, our thing that we'd come up with. Like at the same time, just kind of fiddling around, and Chris cocks his head to the side, and like squints for a second, and goes, "You guys are playing the same song." We're like, "What?" He's like, "You wrote two pieces of the same song, so separately, Dan and I wrote the same song, yeah. um, which is really funny realization." Yeah, and they worked well together. It was, I think, we wrote two things at that practice that we want to yeah. continue to work on. And he keeps having ideas, and other people keep having ideas, and it's good and fun. Yeah, it's nice. It's, I don't know. I mean, music is a good outlet anyway, but it's just cool to, it's it's a form of, like, doing something kind of communicative with people that's, like, nonverbal. I think the really cool thing is 
most of us have either wanted to be in a band and have never been in a band or have, but not for a long time or not in a way we wanted. Like it's something we've all wanted to do for a very long time. Yeah. And it's like getting your sea legs. Like you start finding new ways to communicate with each other through the music Yeah, and like getting used to that. And it's been really cool. Yeah. I think so too. I don't know. It's, I think it's a, it's an exercise in listening more than anything. Yeah. The best way to write something with a group of people is to spend more of your effort listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 by that metric, I think we've been doing a really good job, you know. Yeah. Um finding stuff that works and you know, I don't know. I got nothing else to say about it. It's cool. Um <laughs> well that's that's one way we've been spending our time. We've mm-hmm. also been spending our time uh, doing little remodel projects on the bathroom that last Ugh. weekend turned into an utter nightmare. Absolute f- fucking <laughs> hell! I uh, that really that was like the worst. I was already tired. I was I was already completely well. So destroyed. you came back from Wisconsin. Yeah, and, and, I, then... and I forgot the power cable to my sleep apnea machine in Wisconsin. Yeah, so I didn't sleep Wednesday or th- Friday night. Whatever. Whatever yeah. it was. You I didn't s- sleep Friday you s- night. You physically slept, but you did not really sleep. No. Didn't did not can. sleep. Yeah. Um, and uh so I, I like rush ordered a power cable, but I still, you know, had to just kind of like tough it out Friday night. And then Saturday's our day where we were gonna do the painting the tile in the bathroom, which mm-hmm. we eventually did, and which looks great. But it's just it's with 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 home projects, you There's never know something. how deep you're in. Especially on a house like this, which is probably built like what sixties, seventies, yeah, in the sixties, and you know, there's always little things, yeah. And then you start digging into stuff to make improvements, and you realize all oh, the fucked up shit that got swept under the rug. Yeah, I think it was maybe or Chris under was, the toilet. Chris said something like, "You know, how did your home inspector not catch that?" And oh I, yeah, and honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know if part of what they do is wiggle, go around wiggling toilets, well, what, but they probably should. You made a good point, though, of like, so part of the problem we discovered, we had noticed the toilet was a little wobbly. And then when we were removing the, like the toilet tank so we could get around it to paint the tile, um, you decided to just take a look. And it seemed see like a why. good time to look at why it's it wobbly. It was. I'm glad you did. It was just inconvenient timing. but. Oh so when you took a look, you realized the wax seal was completely eroded. So we're right. like, oh, well, we got to take care of that. And then when you looked closer, you realized, so there are screws yeah. where the toilet is usually screwed into the ground. Yeah, they anchor the bolt to the ground into like a ring around the toilet flange kind of yeah. thing. Except they weren't screwed into anything. Yeah. And I think... That anyone would assume, especially if you're like a busy inspector trying to maybe hustle through a job because you've got a lot on your plate, yeah, you're gonna see screws and go, okay, yeah, right, <laughs> and not assume that the person put the screws there but didn't screw them in. Right, like clearly that's attached to something. Yeah, you would, but think. it wasn't. But it, it wasn't. wasn't. And then it just, the project just kept getting bigger oh, and bigger man. and bigger. and it, it ended up in three trips to the hardware store, chiseling <laughs> up tile, finding the floor rotting, and, like, there's just a hole through to the basement and having to cut plywood and then, like, affix the toilet seal and the flange and everything. Just one thing after another. Yeah. 
it just seems like it would never end. It yeah. didn't end either because now the toilet bowl is still leaking. Is it still leaking yes, after not your the fix? Bowl, the, the tank is leaking. Uh, I Yeah, so I replaced uh, the, um, I put like metal washers on there that would were supposed to hold the uh, the rubber gaskets against the toilet tank. Doesn't matter. It's still leaking slowly. Hmm. Um, so that's another thing I'm going to have to deal with. It's just, it, it's, you never know how deep in you are on a project like this. Because every time you peel back a layer, you just got to hope that the that thing That there's not something more <laughs> fucked underneath. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the short answer to all of this is don't buy a house. <laughs> it's just not any good. It's not on the good. positive side, the bathroom looks way better than it did. It looks and awesome. Continuing to work on it. Yeah. So so we had wallpaper, old old fashioned wallpaper and old so lady wallpaper. Yeah, so we took that down. You took that down mm-hmm. and put up some um anti mold primer. Yeah. And then uh we picked a color and we painted and that looked mm-hmm. really nice and then we went we got to do something about this yeah. old lady pink tile. <laughs> Yeah, the so, gray, gray and pink didn't look great. No, by themselves. so we did that, and then um, I'm going to redo the counters, and that's going to yeah. be a fun project. And then uh, I want to paint the cabinet. Then, mm-hmm. and there's always another project. There's always something. Um, but the toilet thing was not something we planned to have to deal with, no. and that was obnoxious. I, uh, while you were still finishing that. I went in to go watch my brother wrestle. Yeah, right. At our um, local wrestling, independent professional wrestling promotion, RAPW. Yeah. The next one is November 16th. I believe it starts at like 6 p.m. Oh, really? If anyone is interested, you should go. My brother will be wrestling, debuting his character. Okay. Yeah. My favorite thing about that is you sent me the video. Yes. Where he's uh, in the ring. So he, so he was... Um, do you just want to tell it? You tell it. I want your perspective <laughs> okay. on what happened. So here's all I know is that he's in the ring. I guess he's like some kind of security guy for someone else as the character he's yeah. playing. And so Bouncer <laughs> throws a, a big pumpkin on his head. So then mm-hmm. he's just staggering around like he can't see anything. He's doing that like classic wrestler like, like, stagger, like stagger where he's like falling over and his arms are out. Yeah. Bouncer whacks him with a broom handle or something like Mop. that. Mob, mob handle. handle. And he goes off into the ropes. And then my favorite part of the whole thing is the guy <laughs> in the audience who's seeing this going, you got a pumpkin on your hand. <laughs> that was so, pretty good. I love it so much. Just one guy who like thinks it's necessary to go, you got a pumpkin on your hand. <laughs> also, <laughs> I have a second video. So he was then thrown out of the ring, lands on the ground. Um, right in front of like audience members and yeah. stays there the entirety of the match. At some point, someone was like poking something into the pumpkin, like the eye of the pumpkin. She thought she was poking the side of his head. She almost poked <laughs> him in the eye. <laughs> he said he was laying there just thinking about how he didn't want to smell that pumpkin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he waits till the bell <clears throat> and then he gets up. And he, like, stumbles into the corner of the ring, right. and then he, like, stumbles back, and then he stumbles to the other side and stumbles into that corner of the ring and then yeah. falls down and then gets up and, like, stumbles into the back. Um, 
and the people sitting around me, there was like these guys sitting next to me. They were like cracking up every time he ran into something and they thought it was really funny. Uh, he did a good job. It was, it's cheesy and it's over the That's top fun. and it's ridiculous and it's super fun. And I'm super proud that these are my friends and now my brother is involved and mm -hmm. this is something he's wanted to do for a long time. So I'm glad he's like involved in some way, you know? Yeah. But it was super duper fun. And it was, a, I, I've only been to two shows so far. Yeah. And th it was really good. It was their Halloween show. So they had a, a battle royale, which if you don't watch wrestling, um, oh no, it was a royal. You had told royal me it was Rumble. a royal rumble. I yes. So, but in costume. So basically they wrestled as whatever character they were in costume as. Most of them were other wrestlers, like famous wrestlers. Yeah. Some were like horror characters. There was Jason. There was um, Michael Myers. And then they, um, <clears throat> basically someone is only eliminated if they're thrown out of the ring over the top rope. Yeah, so right. the, that is how it went my brother was in that very briefly um there was someone as dressed as harley quinn there was someone dressed as a velveteen dream there was someone dressed as the pope <laughs> i think the pope thing is really funny it was uh, my favorite thing is that he had a squirt bottle with it said holy water on it and he walked around to the audience beforehand and he said do you need blessed and he just was spritzing people in the face with it and then he went up into the ring and he was saying like you need blessed to all the wrestlers and he would like spritz them in the face and they'd like throw themselves onto the mat it was so funny they're so funny yeah it was a really good time and um i'm glad i went even though i i didn't really want to because we were in the middle of everything going wrong <laughs> Yeah, but it it turned out good. Uh, I don't want to go too too long, but it's been a very long time, so yeah. we have lots of stuff to talk about. But um, I don't have too many more things. Yeah, I don't know what else we even got. I need to share something with the world. What? Boba has been wearing a sweater for oh the past god. week. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. So I bought this sweater really cheap on Amazon for him, thinking he'd probably never wear it. It's been a little cold, and yeah. because of the projects we were working on, I had to have, like, the windows open and the whole house fan going, and it was a little chilly. Mm -hmm. So I decided to try to put it on him. He didn't like me putting it on him, but once it was on, he hasn't messed with it. And then he was, like, that first night was, like, pretty chill with it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, like unprecedented for him to be this nice and for him to be okay with wearing a piece of clothing. He looks like a little varsity douchebag. He does. He's he, a little preppy boy. Yeah, he looks like a little preppy boy. <clears throat> he looks like he's like on the football team and like uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he, yeah, I don't know. He just looks silly. Yeah, it's really funny. Well, Chris said the funniest thing about it, which was, I want to push your dog into a locker. <laughs> and I told him, uh, he's clearly a jock, so he's going to give you a swirly before right. you can do that. Accurate. <laughs> um, he has taken to it, surprisingly. Yeah, but because of that, well, I was going to do this anyway, but because I know that he's okay with wearing that, I can yeah. do this in a little bit better way. But we're having a Halloween party. Right. 
uh, this weekend. And so I'm dressing up and I decided to make Bo part of my costume. Uh (laughs) So I'm making him a costume. And now that I know that he'll wear it, it makes it a little easier. Because I was originally going to make him something like a cape that I just like tie around his neck and hope it stayed. Yeah. But now I can fasten it a little better since I know he'll let me do that. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, Yes, it is. I honestly don't know what we have to talk about here. I, it's, I have, these three weeks are just like blank. Right I know. Now. It all blends together. Yeah. I have one more thing to say. Okay. And then I'm ready to do whatever game or not game might be up next. Okay, sure. Um, So I went to that seminar. Oh, and, right. We haven't talked about it, have we? Right. So I'm not going to give an update on it this episode because I still want to get my thoughts in order on it. But I don't think I'm going to do a full episode on it. Mm. I I went into that thinking there was going to be more there than there was. Yeah. Um, Don't want to like reveal too much, but it basically was, you know, it wasn't nefarious from what I could tell. And so there's just not a whole, whole lot. To talk about. God, they sure did lead with like, I mean, the thing is like down to the flyer and the all the name little, of the organization yeah, and the, the random mail outs and yeah. like everything. Uh, do you have an overactive brain? Yeah, it's it was seemed like a lot. Yeah. But and overall, um, it was a positive experience. <laughs> I feel like I learned a couple things yeah. and um, I should get credits towards my continuing education for pharmacy technician stuff. But yeah. um, it was not bad, and it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. So it's not going to be a whole episode, but I'll do a little middle segment on it next week Yeah, before I do whatever topic I do. Okay. So just, yeah. just wanted to... Just put that out it. there so people aren't expecting a whole episode and get disappointed. Well, you know, that's the reason that we do these whole things is to learn, right? Like the whole the whole purpose of the show is to learn about something. And sometimes what we find it doesn't make for exactly what we thought. Yeah, you know? it would it would be disingenuous for me to try to make something more of it than what it was. Yeah. And I don't think it would have been fair of me to go in with a completely like made up mind and try to like mm-hmm. read into things that weren't there. Sure. Right. So, I mean, I, and I went in thinking it was going to be crazy and gearing myself up for it. And then it just never came. And I was like, Oh, this, <laughs> see, <laughs> okay. This is why people listen to this show. It's because we have the guts to admit we are boring. <laughs> right. We have the, we got the guts to go, you know what? This isn't anything. Sorry. <laughs> well, we just don't do an episode. Geraldo made America watch forever while they opened up a vault with nothing in it. What was that? There was Geraldo in the vault. <laughs> you remember that? No. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was. It may well have been before our lifetimes. So I think it was. But the idea was that Geraldo Rivera like found this like sealed <laughs> off vault uh, purportedly owned by Al, Al Capone. Okay. And they were like cutting into it in real time on TV. It was like this big special of like, what's going to be in the vault? And they got the thing open and it's like, goose egg, nothing. Was there literally nothing in it? I don't, I can't remember if there was actually nothing or just nothing of interest, but I'm pretty sure it was just empty. (laughs) 
That's so, great. But, but we, that's our promise. We will never Geraldo you. We yeah. will let you know the vault I is like empty. Geraldo as a verb. Yeah. Um, it's not the first time we've thrown an idea out or had to go back to the drawing board on an idea because there just wasn't enough there. Sure. So just but better that than to try and drag you around, you know, for an hour about right. about nothing. Right. Not worth it. We would never. Do It'd be that. boring for us. It'd be boring to, for people to listen we're, to. We're the anti Geraldo. If you want to go that far, sure. I, 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 yeah, you know what? You know what? Right. Before you say more disparaging things about Geraldo, no, I think it's time. No, let's not. Uh, do you remember when that picture of him naked surfaced where he like took <laughs> no. a picture of himself? Like basically like like almost all the way down to his dick was visible, but not quite. Oh, you get like the little lines oh, where yeah, you're like, like there's yeah, about right, exactly. to be dick there. Like, there's like like. Pelvic, the arrows. Yeah, the arrow The lines. body's natural arrows pointing to your dick. <laughs> yeah, right. So Geraldo's <laughs> like standing like basically naked in front of a mirror and he's like snapping a selfie to send to someone and then I don't know how it gets out to everybody else. But I saw it. Okay. He, he looks all right for an old guy. Was there a reason you brought up naked Geraldo? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need a reason? Yes. Yeah, well, I don't have one. Okay. Well... And well, you, right. did, you started to say, let's not disparage him. So I thought, nah, let's do that. Well, it's not even disparaging. It's kind of mildly complimentary. Yes, it was. <laughs> I, did, I did say it looked all right. It was, okay. it's right up to the edge of it. Mm. It's so close to being Geraldo's dick. He's on the edge of glory. So that's two times where he made America think something was going to happen and then it didn't happen. <laughs> we, we, we're the anti. Geraldo, we promise if we post a nude selfie, you're going to see everything. You're going to see genitals. You're not going to get right up to the edge of genitals and not see genitals. Oh, God. If you're if you're looking at a picture of us and it's starting to look like we're naked, we're naked. <laughs> That's your hot take? He just threw his pen. I did. I feel strongly about this. <laughs> Okay. Well, I think that's a good note to move on. What do you think? I don't know anymore. I don't either. Uh, sure. Let's... Something's happening, and I don't know if it's good. <laughs> this has been five minutes on Geraldo. <laughs> Geraldo's almost exposed penis. Oh, God. Nearly. Okay, time for truths and news. Oh, well, fine then. <laughs> You mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me? It's time for truths and truths. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing a famous game. Famous game. The game that's taking the internet by storm. It's time for truths and a Merv Griffin production. <laughs> I just need to hurry past the Geraldo moment. I, think, I feel like in my head he had a towel on it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait, did you say he had a towel on it? Yeah, like hanging on it. Not like around his body, just like no. he had a tiny penis-sized towel <laughs> just for his dick. No, it was like draped sort of and he was like up against uh, like furniture i can't remember i'm gonna have to go back and look at it I will. okay um anyway and this is gonna be the story of how i walk in my boyfriend looking at mostly nude pictures of geraldo M- mostly mostly nude get it right it's mostly that's what i said yeah i know i'm just making sure we're super clear here 
Okay. Um, Can we please do something else now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why don't you explain what this truth and news thing is? Oh, you're going to make me do it? I'm going to make you do it. All right, <clears throat> I, I, yeah. All right, so Trues and News is a little game where I'm going to give you two false headlines, one true headline. You're going to tell me which is the truth, the trues, and which is the false, the news. Pretty good. Eh. I'll give it eight out of eh. ten. Meh. Eight out of ten. That's All solid. Right. That's solid B. Right. Or low B, high C. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, let's hear it. So, first headline. Yes. San Jose thieves steal duffel bag, apparently unaware it's full of snakes. <laughs> okay. I don't even remember writing these because it was so long ago <laughs> that I did it. Right. Chicago man picks wildflower, accidentally discovers the banded trinity plant, thought to be extinct. Ooh. Interesting. Third. New internet scavenger hunt supposedly reveals location of hacker wanted by FBI. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you want the recap? I do. This <clears throat> is a good one. San Jose thieves steal duffel bag, apparently unaware it's full of snakes. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Best word in that sentence. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't realize that. I, they they weren't trying to steal snakes, I guess, is what they're trying to make Apparently clear. Apparently, they didn't realize there's a bunch of snakes in there. The real twist is when you find out they did know and they just really wanted those snakes. Sometimes you got to steal some snakes. Um, Chicago man picks wildflower, accidentally discovers the banded trinity plant thought to be extinct. Okay. Banded trinity plant. New internet scavenger hunt supposedly reveals location of hacker wanted by FBI. That's, oh God, if that's true, that's really crazy. Like, hey, I'm a really famous hacker. Follow these clues and you'll find me. If except you're you won't. If you're smart enough yeah. to, find, to follow these clues, then I guess Let's, you can find me. It's the kind of shit that like supervillains do. Of like, you'll never get me, Superman. Here's the here's the riddles to. Or I guess that's more the Riddler. That's a bad. It's, it's also the kind of shit that like narcissists do. Right. They think they're smarter than everybody else. Yeah. Right. You'll never find me, you <clears throat> big dumb bat. And then they tracked your IP address. Right. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> right. Oh God, that's a good one. I'm actually not. I have no strong inclination on any of this. Um, I wonder what would make you think. The thing is, I always try to put myself in your head. Like, why would you ever think to write that one? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird in here. Stealing. The thing is, like, all of these, the fact that you wrote two of them is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Stealing snakes is weird. Hold on a minute. What's the second one again? The second one is the man who picked a flower right. and realized it was a plant that was thought to be extinct. Mm. God, that one feels real. That one feels <laughs> very real to me. Um, you know what it reminds me of is when uh, you discovered uh, Barsky, the dude that knits sweaters of places. And I was like, that's I, I don't think I even guessed it right because I was like, that's too weird. Yeah. But there's something, there's some kind of truth to the, 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 it sounds true to me. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the, uh, the, uh, banded 
Trinity plant. Trinity plant. That's the real one. Final answer. It's not. Oh, no shit. I tricked you. Is it the scavenger hunt? Uh, no. Uh, no. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a duffel bag of snakes. <laughs> That's the truth. That actually happened? So I have to, yes, I have to thank our friend of the podcast, Kirsten, because mm. uh, she sent me that. Fantastic. And I was like, well, I'm definitely using that, so... Stealing snakes, <clears throat> apparently, un- they were apparently unaware. <laughs> so I have the article. Apparently. Um, let me pull it up here. I pulled it up earlier, so it's right here. Yeah. So basically what happened, I'm just going to paraphrase, but uh, there was a reptile breeder. His name is Brian Gundy. He had given a talk and animal presentation at the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Library in downtown San Jose. And he was going to get his car. I was parked on the second level of the street garage. So he left his snakes and lizards in boxes in a bag in a no parking zone. So <laughs> he didn't have to carry them all the way up to the car. Uh-huh. And when he came back down, uh, one of his bags was missing. Right. So... <laughs> I do want to read part of this because the way just I just need to read it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So when he returned for his critters, he made a grim discovery. As I was loading up my gear, I realized the bag that had my four pythons and blue skink lizard inside was gone and they were just there seconds ago. Mm -hmm. Gundy had seen several people walk by his equipment, so he ran after them but couldn't catch up. He told KTVU he doesn't think they knew what was inside. If the thieves were surprised by the contents of the bag, Gundy worries that the pythons, three ball pythons and a baby albino caramel Burmese python, and the blue-tongued skink could have been tossed into a dumpster or otherwise abandoned. Oh, no. It's very upsetting for me because even though there's quite a bit of money involved in this loss, my biggest concern is the safety of the animals. He notes that the thieves probably have no idea how to care for a snake. The stolen animals were worth approximately $5,000, according to the reptile breeder. A box containing a tegu lizard and an ice chest with a 13-foot Burmese python inside were not taken. (laughs) Gundy filed a police report and hopes that the garage's surveillance video will help identify the thieves. He told KTVU, KTVU he isn't looking to press charges. He just wants his snakes and lizard back. No questions asked. Uh, Gundy, who breeds and sells snakes through his For Goodness Snakes website. <laughs> nice. Ask that anyone with information about pythons being sold or dumped locally notify him and or police. Gosh, that's sad. It is but it's just the fact that he like keeps them in duffel bags and <laughs> that's like coolers. That doesn't like, seem like the right way to transport them, does it? It's but what is the best way? Like that's it's just that's more than one snake too. In a one bag, all there, the slither. There is a tangle there. of ball pythons in a duffel bag <laughs> with one single skink. <laughs> I'm like, how are they living in harmony in that moment? I don't know. That's a lot of reptiles in one bag. It seems likely that they would get pissed off eventually and fight one another. Well, he don't knows best. He's the reptile breeder. That's true. And he's, he's, the, he's the for goodness snakes guy. Yeah. He knows. He knows what's up. But uh, 
it's not funny. I hope that he found his snakes and lizard, but just the way that it was described cracked me up. Can you imagine being like, oh, let's boost this. Let's boost this back. Let's get out of here. And then you pull in at home and you go, all right, let's see what we got. Snakes. That is someone's <laughs> phobia. That is someone's worst nightmare. Right. Open a bag and just there's a bunch you know of snakes in there. Maybe the guy who did it was like, He's actually very afraid of snakes. And maybe this is his lesson. Maybe. Maybe this is his karmic, like, lesson of why he shouldn't steal Yeah, maybe he didn't things. steal anymore after this. Yeah. Because he was. Because he, he was, opened up a bag of snakes. He got scared straight by snakes. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's a TV show. <laughs> scared straight by snakes. <laughs> It's just, it's just they're like, the they're the hardest snakes you've ever seen. You just They've like, been to jail multiple you, times. So this is just a show where like they get like kids that are like be, you know, like mean to their parents and stuff. They just surround them in snakes <laughs> until they change their ways. Yes. All right, throw some more snakes <laughs> on him. He doesn't seem to be responding to it. We have to option this. <laughs> I'm looking around like there's an agent yeah, nearby. Right. What I, are you looking for? I don't know. And if there was someone standing there, I'd be very alarmed because we're in your basement. That's true. He, whoever he is, he shouldn't be here. Yes. I'm assuming it's a man that lurked in here. <laughs> me too. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> well, you got me twice. You did you yeah? S- you stumped me twice. Doesn't always happen. No, I, I was. Wrong I on you both know of I those. really appreciate the compliment that <laughs> that uh. And how astounding it is that I I actually wrote two Just, of these. It, no, seriously, it's like why would she? Why would she write two of these? Like why would she write any of these? Let alone <sighs> that she to. definitely did two of these. Yeah, yep, yep. That's pretty good. I forget why I came up with the idea about the flower. Something made me think of it, but so yeah. you want to know the trick to <clears throat> how they're so realistic? You just find an article and then you like slightly change yeah. it. Oh, no, no, that's cheap. Yeah, I was going to say, it's too cheap. Um, I come up with an idea, and then I actually do a little bit of research, and I put a lot of truth in it. So Hmm. uh, the banded trinity plant is a plant that is extinct, and it it was native to the Chicago area. Okay. So all of that is true. So this could (laughs) be true if one person picked a wildflower. Yeah. And it happened to be that plant. If only it actually happened. If only it actually happened. But all the <laughs> details are correct. Wow. So nearly trues. Nearly trues. But still news. Factual details. Right. But not a true story. Well, that's I'll be. the trick. That is a good. That's a good method. <clears throat> um, it's also putting in just the right amount of detail, but not too much detail, because that's how you can spot a lie. Yeah, if someone right. is predict. Providing too much? A little bit too much, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's true. That's a good point. It's a fine line. I'm becoming really good at lying to you. <laughs> this is a thing. Episode 88, I'm really <clears throat> honing my craft. Most most couples don't spend like every week practicing <laughs> lying to each other and getting better and better. It's like at half it. our relationship. <laughs> it's you know, fraudulence, yeah. dishonesty. We have spent a lot of time. It's always for a good cause. It's always for, like, surprising each other, but, like, tricking each other. Just deception. (laughs) Yes. Subterfuge. (sighs) It's good. It's the foundation of a healthy relationship. We're not going to break up anytime soon. (laughs) Uh, 
well, why don't we take a break here? <laughs> and we'll come back. Wow, it's been a while since. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's been a while since we got a good friend friend. Fern fruit? Fern fern. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a break. I'm going to find the picture of Geraldo and totally show you. And then we'll come back in a minute with the main segment of the episode. Okay. Yeah? I'm going to almost look at Geraldo's dick, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. See you in a bit. That you're gonna say it. What was I gonna say? And we're back. Oh, we're back. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not really uh, thinking about uh, how the show is done. Um, no, you were thinking about Harado. 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 Harado's dick. <laughs> the impression of Harado's genitalia behind a hotel towel. Okay. So, <laughs> Dave represented this picture correctly. Yeah, I had to he look it up. He does appear to be leaning on something, and there it's is like a, a desk towel, or something. like, draped over him. It's not wrapped around him, clearly. It's, like, draped. It's like he just took a towel and then just, like, kind of, like, pinched it against a dresser, or, like, like a dresser <laughs> or a desk with his body, and it yeah. just kind of held up above his yeah. genitals. Yeah. Yeah. So, the thing I forgot about that... He posted it himself to Twitter. Yeah. That's why the world saw it. Saying that he was drunk and lonely. So if you were feeling bad for Geraldo, you can still kind of feel, feel bad for I actually feel worse for Geraldo because he was drunk and lonely and posting <laughs> near nude pics But to don't feel bad that it got out because he shared that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. At least that part. Be okay with looking at, almost at his dick because he wants you to. He wanted us all to see it. Yeah. Well, you to know, see what we saw. Um, when I'm drunk and lonely, <laughs> you know what helps? What? Sharing a nearly nude picture with a lot of strangers. <laughs> the, it's a lot of validation. The picture was captioned, 70 is the new 50. And you I know mean, what? he does He does look good. He looked good. His his body's in good shape. He's got, you know, he's like reasonably taut. He, uh, reasonably taut. He's got that V looking thing going on in the pelvis. Yeah. The <laughs> the penis arrows, they, they point. Right. They're the ones they that point, point to the, the ones that point at the penis. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My favorite is that meme you found of like a young person with a shirt <laughs> yeah. off that says, yeah. "When boys have uh, how did it the, phrase it? Yeah, this is when boys have the when v. boys have the V, and then under it is that picture of Geraldo. <laughs> I feel like I should share that with our group. <sighs> With our with our yeah with, with our group goose on, chase yeah. no 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 with our with our uh, messenger group <laughs> just we're our gonna friends. put that on our official goose we're not chase gonna do that <laughs> you guys know how to use Google we believe in you yeah God it's so funny uh, but let's move on here oh, before we do that Mary. I have a very quick update on the snake in a duffel bag situation oh right we did googling we further um, they did find two of the snakes in a garbage can nearby or a hmm. dumpster or something nearby. But just two of but them? But they found them 
they had not found the other the other snake and lizard. What so. do you think happened? Um, I mean, like, did they, like did, could they have crawled out of the dumpster? They just got away. Maybe, or maybe they dumped them somewhere else, or threw yeah. the bag somewhere. I don't know. Yeesh. Yeah. Hopefully they're okay and they're found. But yeah. Yeah. Well, also, uh, we discovered that Brian Gundy, the the for goodness snakes owner, yeah, looks a little bit like. He looks like someone else. I'm going to talk about later. <laughs> um, yes. Which. Yes, I found that interesting. Uh, but <laughs> and he has a double life. So let's talk about it. This is a part two. We don't do a lot of. We have never done a part one, part two. It's our first. So we're going to do a little bit of a refresher uh, as we go forward. Yeah, especially on this one. since it's been three weeks. I know. Uh, if you're listening to this back to back with uh, the last episode, then uh, lucky you. You probably remember everything because it just happened <laughs> like moments ago for you. Um, but anyway. Let's talk about it. This is Dwayne the Great Writer Part 2. Um, there was so much information that I came across in the last one that it felt appropriate to do a two-parter. Um, so here's a little bit of a catch-up. We were talking about <clears throat> Dwayne the Great Writer, who has a website. It's like DwayneTheGreatWriter.net or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his his name is Dwayne Hepner, and he lives uh, in, in California. Uh, he's... Uh, in Huntington Beach, California. He's in his 60s. He's a general contractor and general a surfer. Contractor. General contractor. And he's a surfer and the author of a really stupefying body of work. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Dwayne the Great Writer is incredibly prolific for a guy that nobody knows about, um, or at least that is not particularly well known. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, expansive works um, yeah. don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense the writing style is a little strange the writing style style is very much free-flowing auto writing almost Mm -hmm. it's the kind of thing that um it it purports to have maybe there are focuses from book to book but for the most part they feel really free associative yeah um they they're known as the new books um of course, because uh, the they are the because uh, the old ones were burned. N- no, <laughs> because new is their magic word. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the the word of sort new. of yeah. The uh, it's the word of the new presentation foundation. I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing it in the background. Why no, do you do your thing? They actually do. They they the way they sing it is actually like new you. you oh, that's you, right. New you. you. Yeah, they do like use. Um, I was thinking <clears throat> of uh, another group that we discussed last time that it seems like they have the Eckencar some people. correlation with the, the yeah Eck, mm-hmm. and their chant is "Hue yeah. one solid yeah. tone." No, use. but that's right. It's new you 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 you. Um. I'm trying to just give a general refresh on this one. So the the uh, the idea with the new books and the new presentation foundation is to teach people to access what is called their the real <laughs> side through mm-hmm. real side experiences. And what are those? Those are dreams. Uh, in your dreams, you are accessing what is really real out there, uh, and then you come back to your body with you know new information. So, gotta tell you. If that's true, 
You're a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real what? dick in my dreams sometimes. <laughs> really? Not, no, not really, right? Every now and then. I don't remember my dreams often either. But I, was gonna say, I don't remember being a dick in any of your dreams. There was one recently, and I forget what, what it was, but I woke up like mad at you. <laughs> well. Uh, and I know rationally it's not your fault. I'm just saying maybe you should still apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think that. There are people who... I feel know. that way about dreams where they'll be I like, know. Uh, you know, I just think you should apologize to me <laughs> so that I can move past this. <laughs> I mean, I know it wasn't you, but you should probably say you're sorry. Yeah. Um, the new presentation is this new you, 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 you chant as they're falling asleep to help them to access their dream states where they can, you know, um, go out and experience how the world really is and all that. And they really genuinely seem to believe that the things they're experiencing in their dreams are real somewhere. Mm hmm. Uh, which is very interesting. Um, Dwayne himself is practically ungoogleable. Like trying to figure out information on Dwayne himself, like as a person, is pretty elusive. Um, I think there might be one picture of him on Google, <clears throat> like one. Yeah, there's lots of illustrations. Uh, someone has been doing all kinds of peculiar art for him for a long time, and it like mm -hmm. factors into all of his books and all kinds of marketing materials around the new presentation foundation. Um, there are always drawings of him with his like illustrated head photoshopped onto a different <laughs> body all over the place. Yeah. Which I don't think I maybe mentioned the artwork style is really interesting. Um, tons and tons of his writing is available uh, online. There is only one crack in their Google page one. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice this until I went back and looked again recently. There is one thing on their page one that isn't theirs. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of blends mm -hmm. in, but it belongs to a website called America Fun Fact of the Day. And I wanted to shout them out on it because they basically wrote out their reaction to discovering Dwayne themselves. Um, <laughs> basically, their reaction is very much like ours, um, uh, which I thought was just kind of fun to read. Where they're just going through like Wait. piece for piece. <laughs> they put this on... The Dwayne the Great Writer no, website? No, this is on a Google search for Dwayne the Great Writer. Oh, this is on okay, their, their okay, page okay, one okay. of search results. So <clears throat> gotcha, gotcha. They've done a really good job of like, you know, like their page one is all their stuff except for Guys, this. get us to page one. Oh, God. I, I shudder to think. Um, I, don't, I don't know how closely I want to interact with these people, but uh, um, <clears throat> anyway, so... Uh, his philosophy and teachings and methods, like you mentioned, seem lifted from Ekinkar, the Ek people, and uh, the founder of that movement named Paul Twitchell. Twitchell. Mm -hmm. um, they're, like I said, their primary belief is that reality is an illusion. You're being controlled by aliens. You can access the real side in your dreams. And all of this was taught to them by a man named Rebazar Tars. Mm -hmm. who um, <laughs> has been alive for hundreds of years. He was one of the Ek masters. Yeah, right. Um, and there's various illustrations of him. They all portray him as just sort of like a dusky looking man in like a, in various robes. Um, he's always in a robe. That's part of the thing. Um, <clears throat> so that episode, last episode, the part one of all this was primarily about the beliefs themselves, what it is that, um, the new 
the new presentation foundation teaches what they're what they what they think and their their methods and mm-hmm. uh and their foundation um and every time i searched for a specific email address or a name from one of his sites i would find connections to other sites which is like the only way to navigate this extended web of of websites that he they was have. just like clicking on links that were mostly dead and yeah. trying to find any information and yeah because what i was looking for is like actually seemed like really big and yet at the same time i carry little find, info yeah like like there's videos of like benefit concerts and things that they have had or like like gatherings or it's usually musical concerts yeah and they're big like they're like full orchestras and stuff and it's like how did you get this together if you're really just like a dude on the beach? Like right. what like what it, are you? It seems like at some point they've rebranded yeah. and done a really good job of like Yes. I don't know, hiding things they don't want to be seen, sweeping them under the rug and only presenting the outward face that they want. Yeah. Um before we move on with your recap and new info, okay. I just <laughs> we briefly mentioned Eck. Can I please tell you the name of the current Eckmaster? Hell yeah. Oh, I think I, I think I'll know it. His name is Sri Harold Klemp. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Sri. It must be Sir. No, it's Sri. It's he, he gave Sri? himself the title, Sri. Sri? Sri. 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 It's probably pronounced Sri. Sri Harold Klemp. Okay. I think I remember that. I think that Dwayne called him something like like Klump or something like that. Like <laughs> Like someone, it was either Dwayne or someone else in their writings referred to him by like a silly nickname. It also implied that his wife is controlling him and that, uh, I don't know why you would, the guy you disagree with, who's like, you know, running this foundation that maybe you feel like you should be in charge of. I don't know. But like to, to like go at him by being like, ah, his wife is puppeting him around. Like, Okay, so I guess the the only truth to that, from what I know of him and everything I know, is basically from Ono Ross and Carrie because they uh-huh. did several episodes on it. Um, they went to one of their like events where Shree Harold Clump spoke. She she and um, <laughs> he is does not appear to be in good health. Okay, and. It seems to be like in the past couple of years, it's gone downhill, and the Eckmaster is not supposed to. Right. You know, this is a spiritual being, basically. I don't know. Paul Twitchell um, died, right? I mean, like, yep. like well, and, how do they get around um, that? Yeah, that's that's the thing about these groups, and he he's not in a good way, and you could tell when yeah. he spoke, and he he spoke about it directly, but. I, I could see maybe someone seeing that he's not in good health and then maybe thinking his wife is making decisions for him or something, but yeah. I didn't nothing I've seen has has spoken on that. But right. I just think it's funny that we have uh Eckmaster Rebizar Tars and yeah. then Shri Harold Klemp. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a big difference in the sort of epic nature of those <laughs> names. Yeah. Klemp is not a name that makes me go, Wow. Yeah. But anyway, um, so <clears throat> this, uh, the, the search I did in the last episode and, and uh, going from website to website to website and finding all of this, this massive, uh, you know, network of websites eventually led me to YouTube because I wanted to know what information there was on YouTube. And what I found, and this is why I wanted to wait on it, was 
an enormous YouTube presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's run by a young woman named Kelsey Lynn Brown. So that's where we pick up this episode, is is talking a bit about Kelsey and some other people that turn up. Hi, Ray. Um, so. Oh, I don't really like turnips. <sighs> um, anyway. So. <laughs> the look you gave me was really good. Um, the, uh, so basically everything you find about Dwayne the Great Writer on YouTube, not everything, but practically everything is stuff posted by Kelsey Lynn Brown on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the creator of this YouTube channel, which doesn't just discuss Dwayne. It also uh, discusses, I don't even know if I mentioned her, <laughs> Ava. Uh, Dwayne and Ava are always mentioned together. Uh, you know, ask Dwayne and Ava, walk with Dwayne and Ava. Dwayne and Ava, talk to you about blah, 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 whatever. Dwayne and Ava are like often mentioned together. Oh, Yes. Uh, Dwayne, the great writer, and Ava. Ava Gardner. Uh, she's so basically, <laughs> I could talk about this at some point later, but I believe that she is an artist and maybe some kind of a spiritualist. Uh, I cannot remember where she's from, and I don't think she's actually that closely associated with Dwayne. Hmm. Um, but for some reason, I'll, I'll get into that later, I think. Um, the channel also mentions stuff about Paul Twitchell. Reverse Tars, all this. Uh, and there's tons of different people that appear in her videos, too. Like, other people associated with what I think is, like, the, the following, right? Mm-hmm. The people who are the immediate circle around Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, well, I'll get into that later. So, uh, <laughs> Kelsey Lynn Brown uh, seems to be in her mid-30s pretty much about our age, maybe a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, right. You She's be, like the face of a weird possible cult group. and You could I'm be in the inner orbit of a cult right now. Just doing this podcast? Mm-hmm. You know what, though? Mm-hmm. Some people are the face of a cult group. Some people are trying to expose the face of a cult group. It takes all kinds. It really does. All right, continue. <laughs> um, anyway, it was dumb. <laughs> a big amount of what she does is videos on Dwayne the Great Writer. Like I said, there's all these other things, but it's mostly Dwayne the Great Writer and uh, his related topics, uh, as well as promoting her own materials. Uh, she hosts a lot of group discussions with a number of other people in what I am now calling the extended Dwayneverse. <laughs> Uh, because it's not like just it. Dwayne and his books. There's all these like ancillary characters of people that follow him and uh, have their own online presences. Um, this YouTube channel is massive. Uh, I looked into it. I so it it has 1,700 subscribers, which is not that big, but it's you know it's something. But the real amazement for me is the total videos. There are 702 videos that have been uploaded over the last four years. Which means <laughs> 702 videos is like over four years is basically a video every other day. Yeah. That's like really active. Yeah. Um, prolific. Yeah. Some of those videos are like five or ten minutes, but like others are hour long conversations. That's a lot of time. It is. We do this podcast. It tends to be between an hour and a half and two hours. Yeah. Once 
every week, and we have a hard time doing that consistently. Well, let's look at it this way. We've been doing this show for about, we're coming up on three years now? Maybe mm-hmm. three years? Yeah. Is it two or three years? Three. Yeah, and we have 88 episodes. Yep. So for over a thousand days, we have 88 episodes. Meanwhile, for like <laughs> four years, for them to have 700 videos, it's it's huge. That's crazy. Um. And we cover a crazy number of topics. Um, this channel connects you just about every pseudoscience or conspiracy mm-hmm. type thing that you can possibly think of. Yeah. Like everything. The, we talked about it a little bit last time, but all this stuff is super related, especially like the new agey yeah. dream kind of stuff. Yeah. Like they, they all use the same kind of devices mm. to get people in and in. Well, if you talk to every possible topic, then whatever someone's thing is that they're really focused on or really into, they have an in with you now. Yeah, you have a way to pull them in. Yeah. All these supposed self-help people and, oh God, what was her name? Teal Swan and people like David Icke and just Mm -hmm. like they have an opinion on everything. Yeah. So they can tag their videos with everything. Mm -hmm. So there's more of a chance of... You know, reaching people. It's it's weird. It's like an exercise in, in just like mass agreement with like every every kind of odd idea. <clears throat> um, it seems to me really uncritical, but uh, but whatever. Um, so uh, the one of the one of the things I found interesting. So um, as you know, I work for a company that does wireless stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we're always talking about is this new 5G thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the fifth generation of cellular networks that is like rolling out around different parts of the globe, right? Roll out. So I found a video that is like an hour long talking about how 5G is a gigantic worldwide weapons system <sighs> that will boil your eyes like eggs. <laughs> what do they think 4G is? I, I know. Like, <laughs> did they do this the last time? Um this whole video was so funny. Um, it's like you see like a plane go by and it says like chemtrails, and then like, oh. and then like. Wait, um, this is one of their videos. This is on her channel. I don't know who made it. I suspect that it's someone else's and it's a re-upload. Yeah. But um, it's got interviews with the a number of people that are talking about uh, how 5G is going to be like basically a worldwide weapon system that's or like, you know, mind control or like, you know, target people and I fry like them. I like what they're and, doing there. Worldwide weapons, WWW. Um, maybe. I don't think. Yeah, they're using the technology <laughs> against itself now, buddy. They're on to them. It's a really bizarre view. <laughs> To stop smoking this. <laughs> you just like picked up these like eternally old black and milds in the basement here. And yes. uh, yeah, they're not easy to smoke, are they? It's I'm just getting to the end. Yeah. Uh as a person who doesn't smoke very often. Also, sorry, Chris, for smoking your very old black and milds. They, they've been down here for like <laughs> years easily. Yeah. Easily. Um so anyway, yeah, the uh, the videos talk about other things, too, like more real side experiences that people have had uh, a number of uh, interviews with Dwayne, the great writer in various forums, either stuff he did for radio or stuff he did for, like, you know, Internet radio, things like that, like um, talks with him, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, in different places. 
Um, there are videos on the danger of fluoridation and, like I said, chemtrails and tap lining by the alien overlords. Did I explain what that was? No. Tap lining is where you're being controlled by, like, a direct, like, you, you are, like, it's like you've been hacked by reptilians. Um, well, no, that's rational. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's the thing. Um, they, they talk about, uh, you know, the dangers of vaccines and the benefits of mushrooms and all these things. Like, more or less, it's the grab bag. Like, like magic mushroom? Yeah. Oh. It's a real grab bag. I mean, it's like all the stuff that you would expect. A lot of, like, sort of psychedelic type things, right? All right. Um, so it's, it's, it's just so hard to summarize because there's so much of it. Yeah. Um, but one of the really interesting features of this channel is that when you watch a number of videos, it's, it's the thing starts to open up and you start to recognize who are the, these <laughs> characters in the extended Dwayneverse, right? <laughs> the different people around him. And it sh reveals something that I didn't realize at the end of last uh, episode's research, which is it would appear <clears throat> that all of these people are emulating Dwayne's style. Right. Okay. Like yeah, because we had some question about the the way he writes, and it seems like in the few recorded interviews there are with him, the way he speaks, yeah, aren't very similar. So we had some questions about who is there someone else who's really behind all these writings? Yeah. Yeah. And and you said at the time that you know there might be something there, but yeah, it would also make sense if everyone is just. Trying to be like him. Yeah, right. I mean, what I what I started to find is that, for one, all of the language <clears throat> that he uses, some of his, like, specific terminologies and things, like, like real side and stuff like that, mm -hmm. all these people around tend to adopt, right? Mm -hmm. So they well, use what, the lingo. That's what happens in a cult. Right. Then the other thing is, like, a number of them seem to be writers of their own stripe. Mm -hmm. So they, they have their own... Stuff that they write and try to share, especially Kelsey, um, who has a book, a 400 page book oh, no. called Adventures of a Real Risk Taker. Oh, geez. Risk taker is another one of these like terms created by Dwayne. And, you know, it means kind of what you think it is, is the person willing to take the plunge, you know, who will then experience the benefits of real side experiences and all those things. Right. So whenever I find out that someone... Uh, like a normal person has written a memoir. Uh-huh. I always, I just like, it baffles me because I sometimes think I'm like, if I wrote a memoir, what would that be like? And right. I think it would be incredibly boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, like most people's memoir would not be all that interesting. Right. So yeah. when you see like everyday people who have written a memoir, not to say that people don't have very interesting stories to tell and very interesting things that happen to them. Right. But overall, when you take your life and you put it out in book form, yeah. Is there really enough for a, a whole is it really that interesting? Fair question. You know? 400 pages. 400 of it's, them. It's it's massive. Um, My memoir would be one page long, and it would say, I like snacks. 
I mean, I don't know. Most people are more interesting than that, but less interesting than a 400-page memoir. Yes. You know, somewhere <clears throat> in the middle there. There are very, very, very interesting people <clears throat> who have written memoirs, and they are under 400 pages. Yeah, right. Um, so the thing is, it's a, it is ostensibly her story. That's, like, what it is pitched as, right? Like, her adventures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I... So the book is supposed to be for sale, um, and you can go to her website and buy the book. You can also buy, like, a 30-minute phone call with her or, like, an hour-long phone call with her, Ooh. right? Yeah, yikes. <clears throat> um, but basically, I think even, like, the cheapest version of the book is, like, a PDF that's, like, $11 or something like that. How much is it for a phone call? I don't know. I didn't look. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that the, the hour might have been 300 bucks. Oh, my God. Because... All of the options in the drop-down list, the the title of it was like eleven to three hundred bucks or something like that. Oh, geez. so I don't know what everything was priced at, uh, but I assume that that's the most expensive thing on there is mm-hmm. an hour of her time. Okay, so <clears throat> eleven dollars for the book is the yeah. cheapest. Now, uh, I through googling was able to just find the book, <clears throat> yes. just uploaded. On her on her site, praise the internet. Wait, she just has it up on her website. Well, I, I found I found a link to it, so it was in like the uploads section of the her, the content management system. Oh wow! You know, but I, I found it. That's poorly done. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, it is. Because <laughs> if I can find it, imagine I'm what someone like actually you eleven dollars for my book, but also yeah. I'm just going to have this here in a very yeah. publicly publicly available upload section for free. So let me tell you, I tried reading it. Uh, not the whole thing, obviously. There was never a way I was going to finish this book. Right. But I did read chunks of it. How and were it, those chunks? It's interesting, but like not... But not in a good way. Huh? <laughs> well, it's... The way you say interesting. I cherry-picked some excerpts. Oh, yes. Now, please read me those. Here's the thing. When you copy text out of this PDF, there's a whole bunch of letters missing when you paste it. So it might take me a second to read it. That's uh, a weird thing. I know. Yeah, it's like 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 letters are missing from several words. <clears throat> so it says, uh, here's one. I enjoyed the dream and let go and just be. At the age of 13, I re- received the first HPV vaccine of three. Oh, wow. I can see where this contributed to a lot of my fatigue as the years went on, mm. as these vaccines produce weaponized candida in everyone through the virus weaponized microbes. Weaponized candida. I thought I just had that normal candida, but maybe mine is weaponized. Uh, weaponized candida in everyone through the virus microbes, heavy metals, <laughs> and other toxic poisons in the vaccines. My parents were unaware of the reality of vaccines and why they are marked marketed to the public as some kind of benefit when they really are anything but. Oh, wow. That's expert one, obviously. Vaccine <laughs> stuff. <laughs> if you didn't know it was going to be in there. <laughs> uh, you should have guessed. Yeah, you really should have guessed. Um, <clears throat> that was interesting. There's one. I wrote this, or I copied this one. I found this odd. I don't know what this interaction means, but it's a, a, an interaction between her and Dwayne. Okay. Um, which I guess they're all riding in the bed of a truck when <laughs> okay. this happens. Like you do. It says, Dwayne is very fun and always sharing how to be wonderful and demonstrating a focus on purity. As he looks at me and asks, have you ever had any romantic adventures? I giggled at Dwayne's question and said something silly back to him. 
In that <laughs> moment, I realized I had everything I ever wanted, and Dwayne had shown me how to be, how to have everything I ever wanted, and how to exactly be amazing and wonderful with the purity he is demonstrating, recognizing, and sharing, and bringing. Really odd, right? What does that mean? Why, why, why would he right. ask her that question? Why would he ask her, and why is that her reaction to it? Yeah, like, Because no- it doesn't seem to have anything to do with that. Yeah. If someone who was essentially my mentor yeah. were just, like, hanging out, yeah, getting from point A to point B, and he was like, so... Have you had any romantic adventures? I'd be scooting to the other side of the truck and yeah. I would be finding a weapon in the truck bed. It's possible it's not that like it's it's possible it's not that, but it, it just struck me as weird. It feels skeevy. It's a little it's And the fact like that, that that's her reaction to it is weird. Yeah. And I don't understand the relation <laughs> of those two things. Yeah, me either. I just I I that's why I, I decided to copy it and Read it. It's because. And also, she didn't answer the question. No. (laughs) She said something silly, whatever it was. I like the fact that she censors her response. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) Because what she really said was, yeah, I fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I fuck. Yeah, I'm fucking. (laughs) Um, No, so here's another excerpt. I thought this was really weird. Um, She refers to something happening around the same time 9 11 took place. For anyone that is not aware of the reality of what took place with 9-11 and the collapse of the Twin Towers, what do you think she's going to say? Oh, I don't know, but it's not going to be good. (sighs) I suggest you look on the real side or YouTube and look at the purposely planned (laughs) demolition. I like that the real side and YouTube are the, like, (laughs) like, equivalents. Yeah, like, why why is YouTube, which is part of the the, our our real, quote-unquote, our real world, yeah. Why why does it have the same validity as what's actually on the real side? Like how is yeah. I, I don't know. I like it. Um it it just goes to show you what really what really like the currency of truth here is really just whatever you want to believe. Yeah. Um she says uh, I suggest you look on the real side or YouTube and look at the purposely planned demolition of those towers. There are more than enough firefighters, documentaries, scientists, and the like that dispute the official BS 9-11 story. Oh. Yeah. Boo, Kelsey. Fucking boo. <laughs> I don't, okay. I'm not going to boo you anywhere else in this episode, but boo. So boo. There, there's a real, real problem I have with people who are conspiracy theorists about this type of thing. Yeah, Sandy Hook and 9-11. Right. Those two for me in particular, like school right. shootings. Because because I I think, I if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, I have to think that they're just being short-sighted and not understanding the way that the expressing this view hurts people. Yeah. But what you're essentially saying is that people people lost their lives and you're saying that that didn't happen. Yeah. And you're invalidating the very real grief and pain that yeah. this entire country felt and v- like individuals, a lot of individuals felt yeah. a lot of trauma mm-hmm. that was experienced from the people who were there helping the people who were there when it was happening, the people yeah. who lost people who were there, the people who almost lost their lives or almost lost loved ones. You're invalidating all yeah. of that. You look in at one all that sentence. and go, nah. 
Yeah, like, like fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, it pisses me off to no end. Yeah, me too. Anyway, let's get back uh, to the rest of it. Uh, anyway, having read those excerpts, you have some kind of idea of the way she speaks, right? And you have some idea from reading that of the kind of content you're going to bump into in this book. Might still be worth reading. I'm not going to lie. It was not not entertaining. It was interesting. As far as the way it's actually written, how yeah. understandable is it? How easy to read? Like how conversational? I mean, you could follow or it like convoluted. If you could follow that stuff, you can follow it. The problem is just that like it's all like one thing after the other with complete non sequiturs. Like doesn't yeah, it doesn't seem to have like basically chapters that make sense there or like isn't nothing a narrative is grouped thread. together. Yeah. It's just one experience to the next. Ah, uh, that's so boring. It's, I mean, to do it that way is so boring because it's like there might be things that are interesting, but mm. I'm I can't tell they because I, the, you're lumped it all together. You know, like interesting stories and interesting events are made more compelling by the way that they're framed in a narrative. Provide you know, a narrative. Yeah, Even like, if it's a biography or a memoir, there needs to be a narrative. Yeah. Little, little small sort of stories all just stacked one after the other don't really add up to much. I mean, even the people who are successful at doing that thing, yeah. there's always a theme to it. Like, like I think of David Sedaris. Mm-hmm. who basically just writes a series of memoirs and it's all like little mm-hmm. memories and stories all grouped together. Mm-hmm. But there's a theme, there's a narrative, there's a reason they're all together in that one book. Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting to read because he arranges it and tells it in an interesting way. Yeah. Don't just like every story that's happened in your life just Put it in a book with no rhyme or reason. I don't know. I mean, I rec- I still recommend <laughs> if you want, if you, uh, you know, if you can find this. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I would pay for it, but it is interesting to read. Um, I might browse it, but God, that <clears throat> just annoys me. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wrote basically it reads like free association. It's uh, lar- uh largely a uh detail of real life experiences that are all intercut with dreams, and of course they're both given equal validity, sort of, and. The, the you know it's it's interesting um but the, here's so let me move on to the next section here one of the big mysteries of this whole thing where i left off last week was i've been trying to pin down like who Dwayne is and mm-hmm. why i don't know more about who Dwayne is i started this episode saying that like he's you know there's one picture of this guy he's just so hard to like like for someone who has so many people interested in his writing why can i not find more about him as a person. Why isn't there like an address for a building where I can go to get a pamphlet? It is really bizarre. Right? For someone who has so many writings. Yeah. And it seems to be referenced by other people. And he's like, people are aware of him. I was able to find it's his. not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To like, to not be able to peg him down or understand yeah. who the person is. Like it's, it's yes. weird that it's so widespread and yet no information on him. The weirdest thing is like, I can find one of the most specific pieces of information about someone that you can find, which is his address, mm-hmm. his personal address. That's is why like, I feel like it's been scrubbed. It's weird. Yeah. It's just like, okay, there's enough people to think that whatever foundation exists Actually services a number of people that, like, follow him. You just kissed the dog's nose and it was wet and then you got real grossed out, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so basically, 
I want to be upfront that I was suspicious um, that maybe he was using a pseudonym and I followed a trail and I thought maybe I had found someone that might actually be who he really is. Be upfront. That's a dead end. That is not oh, the case. Jesus. That is not the case. I'm not going to Geraldo you. There's nothing in the vault. <laughs> okay. There's a dick under the towel. There's a dick under the towel. <laughs> I'm not going to Geraldo you. There's a dick under the towel. Um, but here's, here's, I am going to talk about the person that I thought that that was because he's another interesting character here. Um, he's someone who, um, I came up when I was looking at, again, various web pages associated with the foundation and following <laughs> email addresses. Um, and someone that, uh, someone whose email address popped up in multiple places is someone named Valdis Vitals. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in a number of Kelsey's videos and his email addresses across a bunch of those sites. And he appears particularly in a lot of the videos in which they're discussing their, they're discussing things uh, in like Skype chat or sometimes in person. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I wanted to figure out who he was because something about him just strikes me as really odd. Mm-hmm. So he's he's a dude in like I think his sixties maybe. Um, he's got like a, a pointy gray beard, and he's got very piercing eyes. Hmm. And I just something about him creep me out. I know that that's not fair, but that's like my first reaction, right? Yeah. Um. um I mean, there's something to be said for like letting yourself explore sure. a gut instinct. There could be something there as long as you don't. You know, let it if once you find more information that negates yes. it, as long as you don't ignore that. But it's it's OK to mm -hmm. acknowledge a first impression. Right. And the thing is, the more that he talks, the more you the more I read or not read, <laughs> listen to him speak, the more innocuous he kind of seems overall. Yeah. But I wrote he's still got big wizard energy. And it big freaks me out. Wizard. He's got energy. big wizard energy. Like kind of a Dumbledore vibe. No, or... like um, oh god. I don't even know how to describe it. He's like um he's not even he's like like Colonel Sanders, but like gaunt kind of. Not gaunt, not unhealthy, just thin. Like a thin colonel who's also a wizard. Colonel wizard. <laughs> I know this is not helpful. Um, <laughs> um, so he, he refers to himself on this channel. He's often referred to as Dean Val. I, I hope he does chicken magic. Uh, not to my, not to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> that's how he gets the chicken so crispy. No, no, that's just good old fashioned food chemistry. Oh, okay. Um, he, he calls himself Dean Val. Like he's the, de he says he's the Dean of a university. I have not seen any evidence that he is actually the dean of an actual university. A Google search proved that that was a lie. Now, what I do think it might be is that he might be a dean of some sort of non, like something that's not actually a university, but is part of an extension of the new presentation foundation. Like yeah. he might have some kind of title internally. Yeah. You know? Like he yeah. teaches something right. there. But I don't, <laughs> as far as I can tell, they don't teach anyone anything. <laughs> right? Um... Uh, in his appearances on Kelsey's channel, and mm -hmm. like I said, he's in a lot of them. He's in a lot of videos, often Skype chats, sometimes where they're just sitting side by side and Skype chatting with someone else. Um, 
he makes claims like this is this is one that I watched in particular. He said he was transported to Mars where he learned that the Martians are planning to host a dance for humans. <clears throat> oh. And on his way back, also time traveling, he was he time traveled to the 60s to go to Mars. And on the way back from the 60s, he got an infection. And that infection made him get out of his truck and start hopping around uncontrollably. Oh, I've had that virus. Now, <laughs> now here's the thing. He called it the Martian Hop. And apparently there's a song called the Martian Hop. <laughs> but it was like a dumb 60s thing. Like, oh, we're doing the Martian Hop. kind of like It's like just a dumb, it's goofy how, idea. That's Well, that's how the Martians teach you the dance. You know, in every teen movie where everyone seems to know the same dance? Yeah, right. They infect you with that it. The same dance that no one else knew so before So when that you movie. go to this Martian dance yeah. that they're inviting you to. The Martian ball, you know the dance. Now here's the thing. All of this makes perfect sense when you're like, oh, yeah, they think their dreams are real. So that's what he's talking about. And also lots of pot and hallucinogens. Very possible. I have not pinned down for sure that uh, e either of these two actually use drugs. But that I, there might be. It seems likely to me. I've not pinned down any direct mentions of that. Just more like, you know, speaking about like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Psychedelics in like a general sense, but yeah. never something specific to them. Hmm. Um, okay. So anyway, yes, he got the Martian infection, whatever, and did the Martian hop. Like, this is something he tells like relatively straight faced, like, and she, of course, is like hearing him say this and be like, wow, mm -hmm, I'm glad yeah, that you, it's yeah. really good that you came to us and told us this because there's a lot of strange things happening out on uh, across the Internet and on Facebook and on YouTube. So it's like really important that you came to us and told us about this thing. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, how are you taking it this seriously? So my question is, if he traveled back in time to travel to Mars and they're planning a ball, did it already happen? Mm -hmm. Did I miss the ball? I think it did. I'm not sure. Damn it. That was not expressly clear. <clears throat> this is in a video, by the way, that was like they like it, it was like Kelsey and Dean Val make a statement because of like strange claims by other YouTubers or something. And nowhere in there is there anything that really it's a checks out as a statement. Exactly. Bullshit. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so a little bit more about Dean Val. I'm calling him Dean Val. <laughs> His name is Valdis Vitals, and he is not the dean of a university, as far as I can tell. Um, but Dean Val seems more like a normal name. <laughs> right? It's easier to say, I yeah. think. Yeah, you don't hear the name Valdis very Valdis often. Valdis is an interesting name. He appears in a bunch of images on various Dwayne the Great Writer websites, too. And the thing is, when you search through all their different content and, the, you know, like different pictures of events and stuff and even some of their weird illustrations of people, like he's pictured in some of those things. Okay. He's been around a while. Um, I get the sense he is a big participator. Um, definitely like a seeker overall. Mm -hmm. And a dude that spends a lot of time in the wilderness, too. Okay. He mentioned that at one point could also have been a dream. It's hard to know with these people what things they. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most interesting things that I learned about him was that he ran for Cupertino City Council in 2016. How'd that go? 
Well, he didn't win it. But there exists video of him, like, in the debate. Because mm-hmm. they had, like, a debate for all, like, the Cupertino, like, candidates. Mm-hmm. What are you making faces at me for? <laughs> Playing with my nose ring. Right. With my lip. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there exists video of him at the debate. Um, and uh, also, like, an introdu- introducing the candidates mm-hmm. video. Because they did, like, a video on each candidate. Gave him, like, two minutes to talk about themselves, right? Um, there's something strange about him that I can't figure out. I don't know if it's like just the way he carries himself or if it's the way he speaks. Cause he, he does speak kind of like deliberately. Um, maybe it's the way he carries himself. For a guy who beyond. talks about going to Mars and learning about a Balder planning. <laughs> he speaks very deliberately. I know. Like I'm sitting here going, there's something strange about him. <laughs> can't put my finger on it. I'm trying to be a little diplomatic here, I guess. Uh, <laughs> No, it's nah. You're yeah. you're doing a good job. Um, Keep going. So in his introducing the candidates video, he appears in like kind of like a newsy cap and a brown zip up jacket, mm. and he's talking about like this is his two minutes to talk about anything he wants, like why you should vote for him for the city council, and he's talking about the you know making an environmental argument that we have the technology to no longer poison ourselves and that we. You know, he proposes that they introduce a commercial hydroponic lab or kind of in Cupertino to produce food for the citizens of Cupertino um, and to instate a no chemtrail fly zone over the city of Cupertino, which is, I know, <laughs> which apparently he says also was uh, created in another place recently, which this surprises me none that somewhere else someone managed to push that through their city council. Um, yeah, do they really think that's respected? I don't know. Or followed? Yeah, like the, yeah, like the FAA is like whatever. Yeah, we're, we're gonna fly our planes whatever wherever we want. Thanks. Right. Um, um, pretty sure the federal government and regulations don't recognize your city council's no fly zone. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I don't know how far up the chain Local government does a lot of important things, but I don't think that's something they could really enforce. I agree. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad idea to focus on healthy environment stuff and clean food and all that, but it seems like a really narrow focus. It just it struck me as odd. Um, there is a great video on her channel, I didn't write about this, where he's introducing himself as a guy running for city council. And he's like laying on the ground on this big chalk drawing and being like, like, he just looks like a little kid. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's very wistful. There is something about him. I don't know. I, I think overall, everything, most of what I know about him suggests that he's a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. There are some question marks, which I will talk about here. And it's basically my closing up of this episode because there's there's a lot I could have there's they produce such a volume of writing and opinion and uh, you know like uh, suggestions for how to live your life and all these things they produce so much that it actually is impossible to summarize them and I think it's the it makes it really hard it's the wall I ran into with this is like how do you even frame a group who seems to believe everything well how do you even go through that much content how many videos did you say the, the, the seven hundred videos like on there's that no way no I mean I I popped into a lot of different videos and kind of skimmed around and tried to but like you just can't, I can't 
I can't cover it all. Shut up, dog. Um, I I wish that I could, but I just I I mean, this is my best attempt at representing everything that I found out about them. And, and there's more people that are regularly associated with her videos, more guests that frequently come up in her videos. Mm-hmm. Dog, shut up. Dog, shut up. Oh my god. After this episode, I think I'm gonna uh, uh, throw him off a cliff. Um, <clears throat> so here's, here's the last thing I want to say. I looked around quite a bit to try and figure out what the economic model is, right? Like, what's the incentive? How does this work? Who gets paid and what? Like, all these things are, there's always a follow the money aspect to these, right? And I didn't really find one. Um, it seems like the only thing these people actually sell is like books and their time. Mm-hmm. That's it, which that's not, I mean, that's not that crazy to me. Um, that part of this is not that crazy. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem all that exploitative to sell people your book. Yeah. But I will say I came across something and I wanted to mention it here because I do think it seemed possibly very shady. Okay. Um, it's the one whiff of something scandalous that I came across and it makes me question a lot of, it makes me wonder about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I'll say this, um, by their own description, it appears they had a controversy that sort of dogged the group. Um, I can see how I can, I can see what they had to say about it. And I can also very easily see what the outside, what the other opinion on on this might be. So yeah. I'll tell you, so and you can. As as people like you and I, mm-hmm. any time I read about like a specific group's uh, retelling of an incident that occurred, yeah, it's really easy to be like. Well, yeah, okay, but, like, from the other side. Yeah, right. Like, reading their account of what they say happened, I can kind of piece together the <clears throat> other side of it. Yeah. So let me tell you. There are two petitions on the web by Dwayne, Kelsey, Val, and others. They they posted these petitions. One was a, um, a change.org petition. Okay. And another one was something, like, more local, but basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. They are related to a woman named Genevieve Bommel. Okay. These petitions were published a year ago, at which point Genevieve was 96 years old. Okay. Uh, she's There's pictures of her also on many of these Dwayne the Great Writer sites. At, at it's, it's one picture of her, but it pops up a lot. Okay. Of like her at some event. Mm-hmm. And so she's like always listed among the members mm-hmm. or like are shown among like people who visited a thing. She's a defector. A what? <laughs> a defector. A what? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, I'll tell you what this says here. So um, like I said, she was 96 years old at that point. <laughs> yeah. Fairly old. And she was attempting. This is their story. She was attempting to get FAFSA financial aid to attend Orange Coast College. Okay. Orange Coast College is a community college in the area. Um, she was attempting to go to classes, but they, 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 their, their statement on this claims she was denied her right to federal funding that she is entitled to. 
<clears throat> as you know, we all are entitled to be, you know, reviewed by the FAFSA process and get whatever financial aid is, you know, coming to us and, and all that, right? Based on income and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they say she was denied her right to federal funding. They allege that it was discrimination. They pin it on she had difficulty like hearing and seeing. Um, they uh also allege that Orange Coast College caused the group like Dwayne and Kelsey and all and Val uh, caused them several problems of a defamatory nature around this because they were associated with her during this time trying to help her get into OCC. Right. Uh huh. They say, and this is in a letter from Dwayne. Dwayne wrote about this directly that her narrow focus at OCC was to host a children's benefit concert for the wonderful worldwide educators. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that the university's negligence in helping her secure her FAFSA funding kept her from being able to do that. Uh, I'm going to read Dwayne's not his full statement, but a, a very meaningful chunk of it. This is a little bit lengthy, but bear with me. Uh, he says, this is from Dwayne's perspective. As Val, Kelsey, and I were planning to get involved once again with OCC, Orange Coast College, a very near and dear friend of ours who always likes everything we do, asked how she, Lila, which is, the, I guess, her sort of middle name or nickname, could become involved. So Ani spoke with her and suggested several ways, and the one idea she liked the most was to possibly become the oldest in her terms online student at OCC. Lila was more than willing to figure out whatever it took to become involved with us. As she became familiar with the application process with OCC and FAFSA, she began to see how she could contribute and was willing to step up, but also wanted our help as to sh- as to how to understand the classes and the computer, plus the fact of her hearing and seeing abilities. Because at 96, she was struggling with both and a lot more. Val has known Lila a long time and become Lila's official power of attorney and caretaker for Lila's new adventure. This is the, quote, simple beginning, end quote, of what Lila decided and wanted to do with us, as WWEE had decided to do something wonderful for everyone with creating a community event at Orange Coast College. Since, quote, Dean, end quote, Val, <laughs> even put it in quotes, nice. uh, has been at OCC and going through the process to get things resolved, <clears throat> a lot has happened that has had to be dealt with, and a lot of unnecessary assumptions have emerged from what have, could have easily been resolved, and now several investigations that have become rather humorous with the professional adults at OCC. Okay. That's Dwayne's statement, right? Mm-hmm. I Does wanna, the college have a statement? They don't. They haven't spoken on it publicly that I can tell, which I understand. Um, it's only, like, it's not news. It's not yeah. newsworthy Except that this group wants to make a fuss about it. Okay, so can I tell you my initial impression? Well, first of all, before we say anything, let's just be clear that, like, we don't know anything else other than this. Yeah. We we can put together some things and make our own uh, ideas about what we think might possibly have happened. Mm -hmm. But I just want to be clear that, like, that's all it is. Yeah. Right? But I also also have some feelings about this. I want to know what you make from what you just heard. What it strikes me as is 
someone who is going to go to college to target a college population for their cause mm. and the college decided that they didn't want someone basically proselytizing and doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, even this idea is even more bolstered by the fact that they were, she was going solely to basically raise awareness and do a thing on campus, like do an event on campus. Yeah. Like, how can you just decide to do that on someone's campus? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like maybe they've been affiliated with them before and done some things with the college, but it's a little weird. Yeah. But that's the impression I get is they wanted to do a thing and the college wasn't on board. And so they're trying to say that they're discriminating because of that. But really, they probably just didn't want them targeting their students for whatever they were trying to do. Sure. What That's was your impression? Okay, so my interpretation is this. Imagine that you went to apply to any school and your stated goal wasn't pursuing a minor or a certification or mm -hmm. anything. It was to get federal money to put on a concert. Yeah. That's not how that works for one. Right. Your financial it's aid is misappropriation like, of. Yeah. That money is for very specific things. It's to put people through like to get yeah. meaningful education for one. And also like and I don't want to say this in a way that it comes off wrong. Old people can go to school yeah. and and do and do great things with that. Yeah. But she is very elderly. She yeah. has trouble hearing. She has trouble seeing. And it doesn't seem like her goal is to actually do anything with the education. Mm -hmm. So why do they want someone as a student who's not really there to be a student? Yes. Yes. And also... I mean, I guess it's online classes, so it's not like she's going to be, like, disrupting a class. But still... That's a spot that someone else could have, and you're not really there for the right reasons. If I'm an admissions officer or I'm working in, like, the student, you know, like the the whatever, uh, uh, where they... Registration. Yeah, right. If I'm working at the university in that capacity, and a 96-year-old woman comes in, assisted by other people who are, like, in control of her, like, like, like... Like, like her power of attorney. It also skeeves me out that Val is her power of attorney. Right. I don't... Because the thing is, it just says they've been friends a long time, and, you know, this is all her idea, and we were just there to help her. But, like, I am really – I would – not that I have any reason to know for certain that that's not what was happening, but I would be skeptical if I worked at that university, and I would reasonably be looking very hard for signs of elder abuse. Yeah. It's not that common. In my experience, in my life, with the people around me – and I've worked in pharmacy, so, mm -hmm. like, I've had some interaction with older people who, like, need help with their day-to-day -day mm -hmm. goings-on and medications and money. It's not that common for someone to have a power of attorney over someone else. Yeah. Even once they've reached a certain age, like, sometimes, yeah, and especially in pharmacy, you come across it because... Like I said, like you get older, sometimes you need help with that stuff or you can't make those decisions on your own. And so someone has to be able to get right. private information for you so they can help you. Mm -hmm. But 
it's not that common in like, everyday why did, life. Why does he have power so, of attorney over a woman? That, for someone who's just like a friend to yeah. also be the power of attorney, where's her family? I wonder that. I also wonder, like, you know, if she, if her <clears throat> primary challenges are, you know, <laughs> sort of like visual and uh, and auditory, but like essentially she's of sound mind. Yeah. Why, why does she need you that? Don't necessarily need a power of attorney. That's more for like if you can't make yeah, decisions. Exactly. On your own. Mental stuff. Often, yeah. yeah. Like, you're very sick and that affects you. Or you you have other illnesses that mm-hmm. affect your decision making. Or, you know, and a lot of that comes with age. But mm-hmm. not, if you just have eye trouble and hearing trouble, I can maybe see a little bit like it... Maybe you, if you can't hear and see, you can't like read the information. And so maybe you can't make a good decision because you can't read the information or Mm -hmm. maybe you can't hear what someone's saying, but still like you might need extra assistance, like a a printout with bigger writing or something, but not necessarily someone to make your decisions for you. It's just given all the information we have, it just seems obvious that something's not adding up here right yeah i don't know what it is and i don't want to go so far as to accuse anyone of anything but this is something they wanted the public to be very aware of they have multiple websites about it multiple online petitions and like would talk to you basically anyone who would listen in that forum of you know sign our petition this is discrimination against her and because they made such a public deal of it, I feel like licensed to be like, you know what? I don't know about that. Yeah. I I just get the sense that I can see why OCC Someone would might be not. suspicious. Right. This is the only thing resembling anything scandalous about them, but I had to mention it because it is weird. It is weird. Um, and maybe it's nothing, <clears throat> but. But if it is what it seems to be. If it is what it's something very not good, it throws into question all the other shit. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe, you know, it's entirely possible that maybe people don't realize exactly how exploitative that could come across. Yeah. But you basically just admitted that you tried to enroll a very old lady who doesn't have power over her own decision making into college to get federal money to throw a big party for your, for organization, your organization. Which, by the way, also is described as her doing her part. Yeah. Like, in literal terms, this is doing <laughs> her part. Do most people, like, like, take out student loans to, like, do their part to help, like, a, what is essentially a social club and maybe, you know, maybe something more? It's the kind of language that's used by predatory groups when they're trying to get people to do things like take out loans uh-huh. for the group. Right. And or like like Scientology does all the time, like refinance your house mm-hmm. so you can give us money. You have to do your part. Yeah. This is your responsibility in this group. Right. Like that I don't know. I hope that's not what was happening. So do but I. that is weird language. It is weird. And I just felt like I needed to mention it. Yeah. Um, uh, there's still stuff I left out. Yeah. I didn't even get into some of the other people that regularly appear in these videos. Um, 
I didn't even get to talk about Ava. <laughs> Ava is like, uh, there's, I, I, I don't entirely understand who he, who, who she is, but um, anyway, that's, that's what I have. Okay. So I, I have a question. Okay. Cause at the end of the last episode about this. Yeah. Um, we, we had some speculation about Kelsey. Yes. Um, and Val, yeah. at the time, we thought he might really be Dwayne. Yeah, I and, I was very curious whether he could be Dwayne. And we were thinking that maybe she's the one behind this and doing the writing, and right. and she's sort of like the actual. Yeah, he's the mouthpiece, but she's where it's coming from, and maybe she has him, like. Right under her thumb a bit or something. Yeah, right. Um, that was all sort of like the picture that seemed to be emerging. So that doesn't seem like the case now. I don't think so. And I, there was I don't also, you so. thought maybe maybe he had a little crush on Kelsey? I, you know, okay, so here's the thing. I felt, I feel bad because I know partially that's on me, that that's like my thing of like, I maybe am a little bit suspicious of like this like 60-year-old dude just like hanging around with like this like, 30-year-old, like, hippie chick and, like, what that's about and what the nature of their friendship is. And I know that that has a lot to do with stuff that exists outside of, you know, them, Okay, okay, but other side, how many groups or organizations do you know of that Mm -hmm. frequently put together people of such different age ranges Mm -hmm. as a 60-year-old, a 30-year-old, yeah. A ninety-four-year-old yeah. uh, who are in close contact and regularly seeing each other and doing things together, yeah. like that—that's just not very common. It's and so, it's and atypical. so to see people who seem to be very close, both physically, like mm-hmm. they are often together in these videos, yeah, and close in terms of like a, a good relationship, friendly relationship with each other, yeah, it's out of the ordinary. It's There's nothing the ordinary. wrong with it necessarily, but it's out of the ordinary. Well, that's yeah, right. So that's why that's kind of why I more or less I dropped it is like, yes, it's it's atypical, but there's no I don't have any indication that there's anything more. to. But that. you've watched a lot more videos now and it doesn't seem like that's. <laughs> yeah, right. Happening. No, I get I have seen enough now to get the impression that it really is just a friendship and partnership. OK, no, there could be more to that. Who knows? But I don't get that impression. In fact, so, like, a lot of the times with groups like this, there will be some kind of, like... Weird um, power play. Power play stuff. I was thinking just, like, sort of, like, like, like sexual fluidity kind of thing or whatever, where, mm-hmm. like, that kind of stuff is treated as, like... Like, it's a boundary breaker, and it's, like, one of the ways that people, like, get people right. Mm-hmm. I do not get that impression about this group at all. Okay. It is borderline asexual in nature, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell. I mean, like, none of They the, don't really address it. Right, I mean... Like, Aside from her <clears throat> little thing... <laughs> romantic adventures. <laughs> romantic adventures. Have you had romantic adventures? Yeah. I mean, shy of that. Well, uh, yeah, Dwayne, I fuck. <laughs> yeah, I fuck. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't you would know about I fuck. All right. <laughs> God, I they would be him, the worst member of these groups. Call him Dwayne the Great Writer, not Dwayne the Great Fucker. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but he probably very fucks true. fine. I don't know. He's probably okay. <laughs> no, I I don't get the impression that they're like that. I don't know, but if he fucks the way he writes. It's it's goes a long, long time. It doesn't really get anywhere. 
Sorry, Dwayne. All right. Uh, that's probably not nice. But, you know, that that is also the nature of the writing. It is, it's almost meant to be uh, <sighs> circuitous and ponderous and yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're over it. <laughs> yeah, I a little bit. So that I, there's so much more to this. There's so much content out there. There's so many like there's like ten of his books and like her book and all these other people that are involved in the things they write and say in their YouTube channels and stuff. And you'll never get to the end of it. You'll never get to the bottom of it. I will tell you this: if I'm ever if I'm ever in Huntington Beach. I'm going to go up to that house and knock on the door. <laughs> I doubt I'll ever be there, but I will go to that house and I will knock on the door and I will ask, are you Dwayne? <laughs> <laughs> because really what a, <clears throat> what an odd thing. Like a dude that essentially is a spiritual leader of sorts living in a surfing town in Southwest California, just in this house that looks like it's in a, crammed in with a bunch of other like small houses and just that's just that's just that's his, just that's his life he's just surfing and writing surfing and writing you found out what he does for a living he's didn't a general you? contractor that's right that's yeah right. so he does do you know like work to pay the bills obviously but that's also like being a general contractor is the kind of thing where you can work exactly as much as you want to yeah you yeah it gives you the freedom you, to you are, are your own boss usually so. right very, very interesting. Um, that's mostly all I got. Well, uh, these groups are so hard to pin down. I wish I had. I wish I had a better way to wrap this up. I really do. The thing is, there's never an end to it because there's endless information and endless yeah. videos and websites and links that don't go anywhere and yeah. people who you. It's impossible to fully understand the context of who they are in this organization or right. what the organization really is. It's intentionally opaque, I think. It's intentionally like like kind of vague about like what all these people's relationships are to each other. Yeah. They're just all about the the work or the ideas or the the content, but they they don't really there's not a clear structure. So like I take issue with things like that because as a skeptical person, I want to know why you are telling me this. Yeah. Like, why Why should I listen to you? It's a credibility issue. And if I can't peg down who you are or how you have your information or who you are in the group or why you two are in this video and someone yeah. else isn't or who you're talking about or, like, yeah. that is just frustrating to me. Like, why, why do I want to listen to you? Why do you know anything? Like, is, what does this mean to me? It is curious. And yes, I have that impulse, too. But also, it's like, we shouldn't necessarily be people who need authority, <laughs> right? It's, it's not even authority. It should just be the idea. It's, it's not even authority. It's uh, verification. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know that the person that's talking to me is either an expert on the topic they're talking about or they have ex enough experience with that topic personally mm -hmm. that I can trust what they're saying. What they're telling me is better information than I would get from someone else who would right. tell me similar things or talk about the same topic. Who is it the most qualified person to talk to me about um, dreams in which I'm transported to Mars for a dance party? Well, it's clearly Shree Harold Klemp. 
She Harold Klimp. With an, with that name and that title. That's like a that's like a that's like a serial killer name. <laughs> that's like that's like a name of a guy like uh like that dude that like uh, hold up at the Dallas Water Tower and starts sniping at people. Like it's like that kind of a name. Yeah. By all accounts, Eck is possibly a cult, but Shree Harold Klump seems okay. Yeah. Like uh, from everything I have I have heard and seen about him, he seems to be like the mildest mannered possible cult leader <laughs> ever. Really a swell it's cult leader. Usually when like someone takes over a cult, like there was another leader and now they're gone and now it's someone else. Usually it's like there's a big drama there. Yeah. But what it sounds like is he was just like, well, guys, this has gotten out of control. I'm. Yeah. I think I'll take the lead here. <laughs> Just like stepped in. <laughs> I know Dwayne doesn't like him. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne doesn't like him. Yeah. I mean that if he liked. What's his name? The founder. Paul Twitchell. Then he wouldn't. My thought is. Uh, so I mentioned this briefly earlier, how like everyone seems to emulate like Dwayne's style around Dwayne. I think mm-hmm. it's just kind of the thing is like Dwayne may well have lifted all of this from Paul. And didn't have a big problem with that, and so doesn't have a big problem with other people All doing of their these thing people too. People are emulating other people who are emulating other people. Which you got to give it's, Dwayne credit for that, at least that he's like, you know, it doesn't seem like he's like bringing the hammer down on people that are doing his thing. He's yeah. happy. Well, to have yeah, a, the fact that there are other people in the group and they all seem to be writers and all have their own ideas, and no yeah. one's coming in and being like, "Whoa, whoa, you're overstepping your bounds here." <laughs> yeah, right. There's no like, you're out of line. Yeah, that's actually kind of refreshing because a lot of times that in in specific groups like this, there is a lot of like policing of other people's ideas of like, yeah, well, no, you're sharing our information about the group. You can't insert your own ideas. Right. Exactly. So that's that's kind of to see that there's. Well, yeah, it's it's restrictive because uh, if it's actually a cult, then. They're very controlling of the information that they put out and what they say to people and how they interact with people. So right. they crack down on that stuff. So that's that's at least good. That doesn't seem to be too much of that happening. Yeah, I would agree. Anyway, yeah, that's so it. The that's jury's out on uh, uh, this group. <laughs> it's, it's I've seen worse. But yeah, I'm, but I'm not completely ready it's, to like absolve them of some of that stuff. It's definitely weird. Yeah. Possibly some maybe not so great stuff happening, but right. eh, it's really hard to tell. It is hard to tell. Uh, that's uh, that's as best I can tell. Um, if you guys find anything out or know anything or know someone who's been involved with this group, let us know. It seems unlikely, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm curious about that. If Especially anyone, yeah. people from California. Yeah. If we know anyone in Huntington Beach and you want to go, say hi. <laughs> I so want I so want to go and knock on that door. But anyway, come and knock on his door. <laughs> Dwayne is waiting for you. Dwayne is waiting for you. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's that's not. It. Don't go to a stranger's house. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's this episode. We have gone a really long time. It was like yeah, a two-hour okay. episode. It's okay. It's it was a really long, long time. Episode. It was three weeks between episodes. Still, that's a long episode. It's okay, baby. Um, I had like a forty-minute <laughs> update at the top of the show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let's wrap it up. 
thanks for listening to two hours of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Uh, we will, with any luck, be back next week with Christy's episode. Let's hope, whatever uh-huh. that will be. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's nice to be back. Uh, keep listening. Keep sending us your suggestions, uh, ideas for episodes. And, um, I guess then we'll see you next week. All right. Have a good one. Yeah. Happy. (laughs) Is Halloween going to be by next week? No. No. Happy whatever you're doing this week. (laughs) We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 